Today's episode of Home Cooked is brought to you by Maple Leaf. They make all their products with only real, simple ingredients, like the kind you'd find in your own kitchen. It's made with the good stuff, so you'll always feel good about the meals you make. Yeah, Jordan, no, here's a trick now to do the garlic. You see, you get one of these things, and you beat it. You remember when you're fighting on the ice? You just give the guy a couple shots, now you're giving, look at this. So that's how you, I look, you see it comes apart? Oh, nice. Okay, do that one there now, put that in there for dad. Carl Subban is the ultimate hockey dad. He has not one, but three sons playing in the NHL. The oldest, PK, is a Norris Trophy-winning defenseman with the Nashville Predators. The middle son, Malcolm, is a goalie for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And Jordan, the youngest, currently plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs AHL farm team, the Marlies. Now, when you have a piece like that, that can't, it's hard to cut. That means that it has that stuff there. You don't want to include that. We're going to garbage three it. sons in pro hockey. You don't have to be a fan to know that those are some incredible odds. It's not surprising that Carl gets asked all the time how he did it. One fan approached him at the hockey rink. Follow me, tap me on the shoulder. Hi, Mr. Subban. I'd like you to do me a favor. He goes, he whispered to me. Didn't want anybody to hear. He goes, uh, yeah, I'd like to pay you to make a baby with my wife. <laughs> it's, a, it's a true story, yeah. People ask me. Having Carl Subban father your child may be one way to achieve NHL success, but we might have a less invasive way. They come up to me and say, what did you say to that guy? I said, he couldn't pay me enough because <laughs> I'm very expensive. No, no, I didn't say that. We're going to share the Subban secret with you. It's just that you may not find it all that palatable. How many children ask their parents for more liver, okay? <laughs> you know, I think my kids are the only ones in Canada. You got it. Today's episode is liver. Hi, I'm Sarah Martin, and this is Home Cooked a podcast about cherished family recipes and why they get passed on. In this episode, the Subban family's beloved liver recipe. There's a liver here. All right, it's, I just took it out of the package for you, and uh, I've cleaned it already. The next step now is to cut it into small pieces and place them in the bowl. We're inside Carl Subban's spacious, open-concept home. The kitchen is buzzing with activity. Two of his three sons are home during a rare break from hockey. Carl's father is visiting from Jamaica, and a couple of grandkids are running around with toys and jumping in and out of Carl's arms. Middle son Malcolm says this has always been the natural state of the Subban kitchen. Uh, it was crazy. Um, that's a good way to say it. You know, we were running in and out looking to see when food was ready, and my mom and dad were going at it. Pans sizzling and a lot of sounds. Sometimes rare, but sometimes the fire alarm would go off. Uh, have to open the door, but you always knew that smell going through the house, a good smell, you know, just waiting for food to be ready. And yeah, it's a pretty wild kitchen growing up. The cooking craziness wasn't restricted to the kitchen. What about just the day to day? Our household was so busy. We were eating almost under run. You know what I mean? That's what it was like. The girls were playing basketball and, and soccer, and the boys, when their hockey started, it was, uh, it was the same type of routine. And so what Maria and I would do was we'd get up at 5 in the morning, believe it or not, and we would make supper. 
Because by the time we paid the mortgage, buy the groceries, buy all these clothes and these shoes and, and lunch stuff, we didn't have a lot of money left for fast foods, okay? So we would cook in the morning, and sometimes I would take it to work with me. And I would warm it up after school. And when I picked it up, it was ready. You know, so we had the family car. It was like a bus, but it was also like a canteen. <laughs> Look at that. I've already sliced it in different pieces. Carl is and chopping bang, up bang, onions bang, and garlic bang. for his liver so, recipe. Some kid's going to be watching you stick handling on the ice. That's how I want to do it, the same way. So, like, the kid, like, little kids watch you stick handling. It comes from my childhood years uh, because uh, liver is one of the uh, uh, dishes that my parents would make. You could smell the onions. You can smell the garlic. You can smell the thyme. You can smell the, the food cooking, you know, because that's a really, really nice part of cooking is the smell. Because that's what you get before you get the taste. And, and, it, and, and so the smells usually sets the meal up. You know what I mean? I do. This kitchen is quickly filling up with a rich aroma. Couple that with the dumplings Carl has going on the back burner and the sizzling scotch bonnet peppers, it's actually starting to smell really good in here. When I tell people about my kids eating liver and loving it, they said, what? It's something that, um, that a lot of people get to, are turned off at. <laughs> so this is the point where I kind of have to say that we're talking about liver and most people's reaction to liver is going to be just blah. <laughs> so you know, how? I guess a lot of it is how you cook it. You know, and, and, and so I guess we cook it in a way that uh, they like it. And most people I, I've given it to like it. You know, and most people I know, they bread it and fry it. I've had that, but I enjoy it more the way I've cooked it. It's almost like stew, you know, but it's the ingredients. The ingredients really make a difference with it. Thinking about this, I've done this so many times, right? Ingredients like fresh thyme, scotch bonnets, and allspice. Carl calls them pimento seeds. They reflect the Siban family's Jamaican roots. Carl first learned how to cook back in Jamaica. My experience in the kitchen started at about eight years old. I was very young at the time, and my mom had a very serious illness, and thank God she recovered. And so I, you know, I remember her sitting in the chair giving me instructions, you know, how to prepare the chicken. And so that has always stayed with me. So it was out of necessity that I started cooking. And, and I'm so happy that it happened because um, I, I cook for my children, along with my wife, Maria, and I mixed in my Jamaican recipe. And so cooking is a big part of my life. That love of good food developed when he immigrated to Sudbury in northern Ontario. Our transition wasn't just transition into this cold country, into this great country, but it was also into what this country has to offer, which was a di the diversity of foods. Carl was 12 years old when he moved to Sudbury, and his neighbors were from all around the world. I remember uh, Madame Lil Dasty, and she's still alive today, and, and she's probably close to 90, and she introduced us to spaghetti, and I loved her spaghetti. Her husband was Italian, and I remember that. They knew how to make spaghetti. 
So I had the best spaghetti in those early years, okay? And I still love spaghetti today. Little things like the spaghetti helped Carl fit in in his new cold home. That and hockey. I wanted to play. I, can't, I, I came to Canada at 12 years old. And my best friend, Finnish, he lives in South Porcupine now. He played. And I wanted to play. And I was around hockey so much. Whether I was at the Sudbury Arena, watching the Sudbury Wolves, I'm watching the Canadians. So hockey was a big part of my life. And it really made my transition into Canada uh, a great one. And so I wanted to play. And, and so I couldn't play. And, and, and so I, I could only be a fan, especially the Montreal Canadiens. So once Marie and I started to make our children we knew that learning to skate would make them better. Malcolm, who's now a goalie for the Las Vegas Knights, can't remember a time when the family wasn't skating. I mean, it's serious all the time from when you're three, but yeah, I guess when you're 16, 17. Did you just say it's serious all the time from when you're three? Yeah. <laughs> I started on skates when I was like two and a half, I think. Just to get on the ice and get a feel for it, just so it becomes kind of like second nature, you know. Hockey was that thing for me, okay? It kept me warm, it gave me friends, uh, it gave me something to do, and it gave me something to love. And it has defined my life. It has defined my family's life. And obviously, it's the life right now of my three sons. Could you have foreseen this? Was this a plan to get them this far in hockey? We didn't have this vision about being NHLers. or That wasn't there. I didn't purchase PK's first set of hockey equipment. My friend Dave Bins did. And Barb Smales brought some of her son's hockey stuff. So we had no dream about being an NHLer. It was just, you know, learning to skate and, and, and getting my son into house league. That's sort of how it started. And it grew into what you see today. But... That we could not have scripted it. We could not have planned for it. You know, I think the stars were all lined up. Coming up after the break, why eating Carl's liver might make you a better hockey player, or maybe just better at anything. Everyone loves a home-cooked meal, but sometimes you have to prep something quick. That's why there's Maple Leaf Natural Selections Cold Cuts. They're simple, easy protein that kids love, and they're made with only natural ingredients. Margaret Daly is our show's editorial advisor and general guru. Hi, Margaret. Well, hello, Sarah. What did cold cuts mean to you, Margaret? School lunches. Five a week. 30, what, 36, 38, 40 weeks a year for more years than I like to think about. And in those days, not so many kids ate lunch at school. But my son had to because I was working. And uh, he was extremely insistent that he have only one kind of lunch, and that would be a sandwich made of cold cuts. And I used to buy maple leaf cold cuts. I'll tell you about that in a second. But I remember the ham. He was crazy about that. Um, I managed to sneak an apple in there, too. In those days, people weren't as concerned as they are now about whether a product is natural or not. But the one thing I did always do was try to buy stuff with the Maple Leaf brand. And I'll tell you why, because I knew it was Canadian. Thanks a lot for sharing that, Margaret. Well, you're very welcome, Sarah. 
Prepping lunch isn't always easy, but when you serve Maple Leaf Natural Selections, you'll always know what goes into it, and you'll always feel great about serving it. We're back. We came here today to show Carl Sieben making his Jamaican liver recipe. Carl has decided to make this a teaching moment, something he does a lot. He's going to show his youngest child, Jordan, the family recipe. Yeah, the liver lover, I love it. Yeah, the liver lover. Jordan is a liver lover. He, I, I love that, liver lover. He loves it. And I love cooking it. Out of all the kids, I'd probably be willing to, to learn it because they love it the most. It would probably be me. So um, I wasn't really sure uh, when I was going to learn it, but then you guys barged into my house and uh, kind of forced it upon me. So, uh, But it's good. I'm, I'm glad that happened. I'm, I'm going to be happy to learn it. It's noon, and Jordan just walked in the door after a long and tiring early morning hockey practice. He's surprisingly game to learn this recipe. Okay, Jordan, here's the liver here. Okay, and I just get the sharp knife. Make sure you don't cut your finger. See that? And then I just make sure the knife is sharp. Move your finger out of the way. That's why your dad still has all of his fingers, because I'm used to getting them out of the way. Look at that. It's a nice... This liver will look a lot better. And it's going to taste a lot better. All that liver you eat, that's started right here. This cutting board and this knife. There's something comforting about being in Carl's presence. A lot of what he says is wrapped up in a motivating lesson. Maybe that's because of all of his years spent as a teacher, a coach, and a school principal. Once we started having children, I wanted more and more and more. So we had five. And my wife had to stop. She couldn't have any more Maria right there. And so... She said to me, and I, I was happy for her because her health is more important than anything else, right? I love my wife. And, and she said, Carl, I, I have a solution. I know you want more kids, but I can't have any more. She said, well, why don't you become an educator and claim them all? <laughs> and Jordan says this choice of Carl's meant his dad was everywhere. I be with my principal when I was younger. And then I have to see him at home. He would drive me to hockey practice. It was a lot of dad. And, you know, I'm not, I would never complain because I know there's some people that grow up without dads. But, you know, it was great. And hopefully I can do that to my kids one day and just always be there for them. And, you know, there's really no excuses. My dad, my dad was there all the time and he had five kids, you know. So, and I mean, my mom was there too. But hopefully one day when I have kids, I can be that same dad that's not going to miss a practice, not a game, not a school recital, like, anything. Carl didn't miss anything involving his kids when they were growing up. The family skated together eight days a week. Sometimes on weeknights until midnight on the outdoor rink at Nathan Phillips Square in downtown Toronto. When the oldest son, PK, got drafted to the OHL, it was pretty major. This is the big OHL. I've heard so much about it now. My son might be a part of it. There were too many emotions boiling. It's like a pot of boiling water, you know what I mean? The one thing I do know is that I was very nervous. And I know PK was nervous too. Getting drafted. It means you have to leave home to join a minor league team, usually in another town or city a few hours away. And live with another family. You know, they left home at 16 years old. And, and that's when it all started. That's when the separation anxiety started to set in. The first time was with PK, obviously. You know, I guess the greatest fear wasn't so much the bed that he would be sleeping in. 
it was maybe the food that we believed that he would be eating. And I remembered with PK, uh, he had to get used to this different type of food. And he's used to mom and dad cooking all the time. You know, the, I mean, the billet was making tomato soup. You know, we never made tomato soup. He's used to beef soup and chicken soup and red peas soup. The food was, was just different. It wasn't bad. And it was, it's when it's different, then, you know, you have to get used to it. Tomato soup was different. Were there ever any tears? No, 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 no. But the journey was not without ups and downs. I think maybe we didn't shed a lot of tears, but we had some heartaches. And, and it wasn't just because they were away from home. You know, it's not an easy life, the hockey life. We didn't cry, but we had heartaches. That's what it's all about. You're going to suffer some heartaches. But what you learn is your heart won't be aching 24-7. It's something that you go through and you work through it and you move on. You know, um, we learned about perseverance. We didn't miss a game, especially those early games. We did not miss any opportunities to meet with him in Belleville. And so we wanted to bring food, but that wouldn't be so good. Because the billet would say, well, this is my job. That was one of the things that uh, really bothered us, that we couldn't bring him our food. We wanted to, to bring him some of our jerk chicken. You know what I mean? It's really not surprising that they wanted to drive two hours to bring PK a home-cooked meal. Remember the rolling canteen Carl described from when the kids were young? PK wasn't the only one who missed the family meals. Jordan did, too. You know, I remember I moved away when I was 16 uh, to play hockey. And, um, you know, that was one of the things why I missed home so much, because I couldn't have my dad deliver. Even though his two older brothers had already been drafted, PK was the first to go, and then Malcolm. Jordan found it tough when it was his turn. I mean, you don't really realize it because you're 16, you're in the middle of your teenage years, and um, you feel like you're ready and mature enough, and some guys are, and uh, looking back on it, I don't think I was. Uh, I certainly thought I was. You know, I was excited to, to move out at first and stuff, and, um, you know, but it was tough, and not everybody's ready for it. Did he tell you that year that he was homesick? No, you know, they never, the boys will not tell us, but they don't have to say that. It's like my dad has never told me that he loved me, but I, you can't convince me that it, he doesn't. You can tell by their voices. And because of the boys' transition into the OHL, I've learned to finish all my conversations with them by saying, I love you. We know that they miss home. Why wouldn't they? You know, especially I've lived by myself since I've turned pro and moved away and can't get lonely at times, you know, like, you know, my family's with me and you kind of have that one meal that you kind of had as a family, even though you're sitting there at the table eating by yourself, uh, it certainly makes it feel like, you know, your family's kind of right there with you. So it's nice. That's how we cook it. We don't just bang, bang, just a little bit. Just sprinkle a little bit in about two teaspoons. Yeah, a little bit more. That's it right there. Same thing here with the garlic powder. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's geez. a little much. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a little much. That's okay. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to give me the other side. I know, like it's this. true, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. Okay, Jordan, just a little bit of soya sauce. Who doesn't know what it could be? A little bit of soya sauce, a little bit of soya sauce, son. 
Uh, garlic doesn't. Hey, listen. The more garlic, the better. Give me the side that's open. You know. Yeah. It was just. It was just always there. You know, and um, it's one of those things that maybe if you try later in life, it's it's a little tough. Like I would never eat duck because I've never had duck, and that I wouldn't want to eat a duck. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who say I wouldn't want to eat liver. And I'm sure if I didn't have it when I was younger, I probably wouldn't eat it now. But I'm sure I, I'm I'm sure glad I did because I love it so much. You know how I said it was starting to smell good before? Well, that was easy because it was just the onions, thyme, and garlic. Now I'm actually salivating over the smell of the liver gravy cooking. Is that possible? Yeah, that's what we make it normally. This is a breakfast, by the way. It's a breakfast. Yeah, this liver lover recipe, we make it. It's never for supper. It's always for breakfast in the morning. Yes, you heard right. If you were struggling with the liver at the beginning of this episode, now you know it's liver for breakfast. And if anybody's really on the fence about trying it, I'd, uh, I'd tell them to come to my dad and try his first because he makes the best liver. And hopefully I'll make the best liver once I can learn this recipe. I'm a pretty good cook. So uh, thank girls listening. That's the Subban secret. If you want to be a better hockey player, you may want to try out this recipe. And you'll have to eat it for breakfast. What I get excited about with the cooking is when the kids are asking me to make something that I make that they enjoy. Or asking mom to make something that she makes that they enjoy. Because there are certain things Maria will cook because she has a better feel and does a better job. And, and, and with me, it's the liver. Yeah, that's something that uh, definitely be passed down in front um, of all the kids because they love it the most is probably me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm 23, so I don't like thinking about my kids now. But, uh, no, that, that'll definitely be uh, that'll definitely be cool. That'll definitely be cool. That'd, that'd be nice. And I'll probably try and teach them a little younger, have a little better bonding, you know. And, and 23, it's a little late. I call my kids lazy. If they, or I'll, be, I'll be a lazy dad. I, I think the liver recipe uh, will be around and, and it'll be on our table for a long, long time to come. And when our kids sit down, because they will one day sit down and reflect on, on how they were raised, I know that the liver, uh, the liver recipe, uh, the liver that we cooked, it's going to be part of that discussion. Because when you think about liver, you go, ah... But when you eat it, you go, mmm. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Home Cooked. If you want to try Carl's liver for yourself, head over to homecookedpodcast.com for the recipe. That's homecookedpodcast, all one word, dot com. You'll also see photographs by acclaimed Canadian portrait photographer Christopher Wall. Home Cooked is produced by Catherine Jeanne and me. Charlotte Fissett created all the beautiful artwork and downloadable recipe cards. Dan Goldman and Sean Brody composed the music for the show. Margaret Daly is editorial advisor. Mark Alster is senior producer. Sean Liliani is our videographer. Candace Craig handles graphics and the web. Nicole Edwards is associate producer. Please get in touch with us if you have a family recipe or a story to share. I'm Sarah Martin. Thanks for listening.
Thanks to Maple Leaf for supporting today's episode of Home Cooked. Every Maple Leaf product is made without artificial ingredients, just their premium meats and natural ingredients that come together to make real good food that you never have to feel guilty about serving.